Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What's up, y'all? It's uh, Russ Parr, and welcome to the Russ Parr Cast. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, we talk to celebrities. I talk shit. You know, I just say things that are pretty much on my mind. Today, a legendary guy. Okay. He goes by the name of George Wallace. He's a comedian. He's an actor. And then I got this whole thing that I have to make up and say really nice shit about him. All right, when I introduce him. So I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. Well, his name is George Wallace. Uh, he's a legendary comedian. Probably not one of the best. That's why he uh, is known as Mr. Las Vegas right now. Um, Having tough times because, well, he's writing a book that nobody's probably going to fucking read, but it's okay because I love this man and I've known him for a number of years. I felt bad for him and I said, you know what? Let me give him an opportunity to come on here and try to sell you a book that, well, would be a great doorstop for you somewhere in the house. I don't know. It's just George Wallace is legendary and all kidding aside, I think this is one of the goodest people. That's right. I said goodest. One of the goodest people in the industry. Somebody who's a man of his word. Whenever you say, hey, I'm coming out to Vegas. want to see you perform. Hey, I got you, Russ. Let me get your dad, too. Bring your whole family. Bring them all over here. You know, and I'm like, he's there. This is that kind of guy. George, how you doing, sir? I'm doing very good. Russ Paul, one of my favorite, favorite radio announcers. I mean, I've talked to everybody from Tom Jordan to Steve Harvey. You're the last on my list. So I said, I might as well go talk to him. But he's somewhat, you know, hey, he's, hey, Russ. He's somewhat up to par, you know. <laughs> he's somewhat up to par, but he's such a great guy. Let me give him as much opportunity as I've given everybody else. And yes, I'm writing a book. A book is called Bull Twit because I was voted the top 25 funniest tweeters in the world by yeah. Rolling Stone magazine, and the book is called Crazy Bull Twit, and it's about the Twitter world. So that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, and having enjoying life well that, and good to talk I, to you man let no. me make that perfect repair as a matter of fact i should be on radio with you that's how good you are <laughs> well i have to tell you this man it's like watching you on twitter is just an event in itself it's free entertainment and it's actually something you should get paid for so now you're going to do it uh, a book about bull twit and whatnot and um you got to, uh, uh Patton oswalt uh, actually doing the foreword on it so I'm wondering how you became friends with him. That doesn't make sense. Well, because of Twitter. And when people read the book, and I'm, uh, I didn't want to give away jokes for free. And I said, well, wait a minute. And I thought about it, and I found out that there's 500 million tweets per day. Mm-hmm. And I said, these people would never see me around the world. So I said, I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm glad I did it. Now I'm taking my little jokes down. You know, you got to get them in in 140 characters yeah. or 280 characters. And I made these jokes, and what I tried to do, and just make you pee from your eye. These are little online ramblings that right. from my head. So they're little jokes for smart people. So that's probably why yeah. you don't know. The book yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I get somebody like, explain it to me. You know, I okay, hired Trump's well, people. They explain stuff to me. Well, the first thing you need to do is get somebody to teach you to read. That's number one. Let's, <laughs> let's start with reading. So it's little online dropping from my head, um, like little things like that. You know, how long I wanted to do it, how poor I was. It seems like we were so poor, and you might know this. You might know this, Russ. We were so poor when I was in Atlanta. We could only listen to the pips. We never knew that was a Gladys night. That's just, just like that, you know. 
that's how poor with a little online brain droppers in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're watching. Uh, see, we just found out Sanford and Son. Uh-huh. Never knew that was Son. Never knew that was a Lamont. We just watched Sanford. <laughs> little online droppers like that and things like that. You know, because I'm not a, I don't play for the rules, things like that. I right. eat cupcakes out of a pan. Well, you know, George, I'm going to tell you this. One thing that's good about you, and and that's why Twitter is made for you, is because you're like a one-line comedian. You can tell a whole story with less words. And that's well, I tried to. And that's you to. made a career out of it. You mean you tried to? You became a millionaire doing that. Yeah, well, and I'm not not everybody has the, not everybody has ability to do that. You know what I mean? Well, listen to, but I still I do I do everything. Like right now, I'm talking about uh, Tiger Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you play golf, right? Yes. Okay, so now I got to keep up with these young kids, like that uh, young fly. All these guys, we do shows together, and I'm the only guy. I'm probably one of the oldest comedians out there, but I'm able to hang with these young guys oh, yeah. when we do contests on the world. On the road. so I'm talking about new things. I keep relevant, you know, like Tiger Woods. And, and let me ask you a question: How many incidents has Tiger Woods had? Damn. <laughs> so I'm talking about stuff like that. See, Tiger, hey, look at hey, this is a true story. Don't you tell anybody, but this new car that Tiger was driving is called a Genesis, right? Uh-huh. And it's the first car that they have ever had a black box. And Tiger ain't never seen no black box before. So that's <laughs> rough, rough, rough. This is good. That's the first time he ever saw a black box. So that flipped his ass out. So he, he, some people say it's too soon. Too soon, too my soon. ass. You got to get these jokes out, man. Get him in there, man. You got to get, get him in there. Next, next time you go to play golf, this cat goes, okay, let's move to the next hole. This cat is going, well, you know, I think I'm going to take Uber. I think I'll take Lyft. <laughs> Nobody want to ride with Tiger. Anymore. So <laughs> I got to keep up to date. And, and yeah. you know, we're talking about the book, Bull Trip, but I got to keep up, you know, like Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. He wants to move to Africa. Did you see him say that? No, I didn't. See, you say that. He said he needs to move to Africa. <laughs> Russ, you know what I said? What? Drop his ass off in Atlanta. He won't know the difference. <laughs> there's, so many black people, there's so many black people in Atlanta. Listen, and drop him off in a second of Atlanta called College Park. Yes. Now, that's, the, that's the correct way to pronounce it. College Park. Yes. But over there in Atlanta, they say College Park. <laughs> and the strange thing about it, Russ, uh-huh. they got no college and they got no park. It's just some stupid stuff. So drop his ass off in Atlanta because you know Atlanta. There's more Africans than Africans get up there playing in Atlanta. They go, holy cow! That's hilarious. You know, George. I always wanted to ask you: When did you know you wanted to do stand-up comedy? When when did you know that? Hey, I'm kind of funny. Well, Russ, at six years old in school, I used to watch people like uh, Red Skelton from Hawaii, and there's been a lot of people don't know him. Red Fox, Mom's Mabley, Jesse Pinkney, Markham. Even uh, comedians like Wild Man Steve, Gilliam mm-hmm. Leroy, Gothic Cambridge, uh, Flappy White, uh, Mons Mabley, LaWanda Page, all people, uh, of course, Richard Pryor. But when I was six years old in school, I was doing jokes and people would laugh. I was not the class clown, but I wanted to be a comedian. But uh, when I heard about some of the older comedians, uh, they said it was rough. So I chose to go to college and I got three degrees. I have a degree in transportation, marketing, and advertising, mm. but I always wanted something to fall back on. But I always knew I was going to be a comedian, never worried about it, never about money or anything like that. Right. And I love to honor my essence, and I teach everybody today, honor your essence. 
do what you like doing. Show people you like what you're doing. Don't worry about the money. The money will come. Absolutely. The now you you started off, and everybody knows this probably about you. I mean, if, if you don't, it might be new, new news from some people. You started off as a comedy writer for Red Fox. Now, did Red Fox, was he instrumental in getting black folks in that room? Because that's not a common thing to be a black man back in that day in a, in a writer's room. Well, listen to me. I, maybe he did. I don't know that for a fact, but I was one of the first few blacks to write a show. It wasn't Stampin' and Fun. It was called uh, ABC The Riding Hour. But right. Paul Mooney and Richard Carr did write for uh, Stampin' and Fun. Right. Red Fox was very instrumental in getting people of his color on the show. You know, they didn't want an answer. They did not want to on the page on Stampin' and Fun. Fred insisted. And so he always insisted on having uh, people in his show. And I thank God every day for people like Red Fox and and that's why Red Fox, uh, he owned, partially owned the show in Las Vegas. But I'm the only African-American there on total show. The total awful was, I did the marketing, the advertising. I did uh, had 26 employees. I had to do everything. So I, that's why I went on to come and put the record. I've worked Las Vegas longer than any uh, African-American more show. And it's been wonderful. So I've been one of the comedians since six years old. And I'm just getting started. I just, I'm starting a new show you need to talk about. And this show with Norman Lear, the great Norman Lear, 98 years old, mm-hmm. and it's going to be called Clean Slate. And uh, I wanted to reboot Stampin' and Son. He's going to reboot you. So now a friend of mine has two kids. They're twins, and one of the kids is a boy and a girl. And the boy never identified as a boy. He always wanted to be a girl. And mm-hmm. so we were talking about that and what's going on today. I said, but Dan, no matter what you're going through, I know it's t- kind of tough. you got to love that kid no matter what. If that's what the kid nothing you can do about it. The kid is living the girl's life. You just got to love the kid. And as I was talking to him at lunch, a thought went off in my head, wanting to reboot something and son. I said, what if I had a kid that was a boy and left home and went to New York to do his thing? This is the gist of the story. Mm-hmm. And he came back 17 years old, 17 years later, knocked on my door and said, dad, it's me. And it turned out to be wow. a daughter. So my co-star is Laverne Cox. Yes. Norman Lear, George Wallace, Laverne Cox. Wow. He goes away. I'm a black daddy, been in Alabama, never knew. So the, the, what is happening, we're going to educate America, how times have changed, and you never know what you might have to love. So I have nice. to be educated learning how to love my new daughter. And it's not only being a uh, transgender uh, subject matter, but many people left home and they came from many reasons, couldn't get along with their parents. Could be yeah. child abuse, could be drugs or whatever. But we're going to deal with these issues and we're going to shock America. I'm going to learn. I'm going to be educated. And every time I call him a he, mm-hmm. i got to put a dollar in a jar so mm-hmm. he can see what the interesting part of the story is. And we're going to even take it to the black church. We'll take, nice. He's going to be in the black church for six months before they knew Henry. That's my real name. And mm-hmm. I'm her, her daddy. I didn't know Henry had a daughter. Henry didn't either. So, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so George, when, so, you're, when are you going to shoot this? Have you shot it yet? We're going to shoot that in September. We were going to shoot it last year for COVID thing, mm-hmm. and now we're uh, being comfortable in September, and we might shoot it here in Atlanta. Man, and uh, that is a unique. Year. That is a unique concept. I love it. I, well, it's too bad they to, they couldn't find it. somebody uh, better to play the lead. Uh, well, but... they wanted you. They did want you, but I said no. <laughs> You're going to do it yourself. Up, he's not up to par. Once again, he's not up to par. <laughs> George, you you were on Vegas. You were on the strip for how many years? Uh, I've been there. I, I've been in Las Vegas since 1979. Believe it or not, back in the day when you did the Tonight Show, the next day 
you could be working. So I did the night show on a Thursday. Next day I was opening for Natalie Cole, 17,000 people. Wow. Natalie Cole went into George Benson. I'm one of the few comics of the day, the black comics that did the tonight show and, and, uh, and uh, Mary Griffin and all of those shows. So immediately I went out opening. I was with Donna Ross for a year and a half, Donna Summer. And I never wanted to do television or movies. I just wanted to be a stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing what I love doing, and I've been in Vegas since 1979 and headlining there since 2004 with my home room. Like I say, I don't work for the hotel. I own the show. I do all of the marketing. If you go to nice. Las Vegas, that's why you'll notice you see more George Wallace advertising than anybody else. Oh, yeah, you go through Europe on every billboard and, and the whole nine. Do you miss having to, like, do it every single night, two shows? Well, I haven't done it for a year since we've been away, and I tend to, I want to go back. I won't go back too early either. I want to go back maybe in September. Mm-hmm. Maybe nice. in September because of COVID. Right. And I want to be, you know, and I've been doing it. I don't have to work. I just love work. I'm not worried about the money or anything like that. So. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're a treasure. You know, me and you, we BS each other every time we see each other. And, and the insults just make us funnier. And, 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 it, and it makes me happy because when, when you don't get put down, or insulted by George Wallace on a personal level. Then you ain't in it, right? Yes. <laughs> you don't you know him. You're not a friend. <laughs> yes. yes. He started talking about your mama. And he said, but wait, my mom has passed away. Hey, that's okay. She's still fair game. Hey, as a matter of fact, if your mama ain't dead, you can't play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're nuts. All right. The book is called uh, Bullwit, right? Bull Twit. Bull Twit. Twit. It's Twitter word. And, yeah, and whatnot. Twit and online at georgewallace.net and you can get the book and whatnot is the most important word because it goes all over the place full twit and whatnot i'm going to send you a copy and we'll talk about it again yeah i would love that but people are buying the book it's in its third printing already wow it's just so wonderful and i'm writing a new book called more full twit and it's not my tweet it's my replies i get to the tweet like i wrote a tweet shout out to the top five bells in the world the top five bells in the world Mm. I wrote down Liberty Bell, Tinker right. Bell, Saved by the Bell, Tinker <laughs> Bell, and all my repeats. I had 3,000 replies. Guess what they said? Oh, I guess Taco Bell has no love, huh? Taco Bell. <laughs> then I get, oh, you never heard of Archie Bell? And the drills. It's good right to say that. Crazy, man. So, those, so the replies are great. Oh, that's great. We'll talk again about it. Absolutely. And and the, uh, the, the TV show with Laverne Cox. Um, it's called Clean Slate, and you'll hear more about that all over the news. I, that's the fascinating. Before you, hey man, you. when you start shooting that man, you got to come on, you and Laverne, so we can talk about that because that that is an issue that people don't understand. The ignorance makes when you're ignorant about something, you fear it, and you don't know how to exactly. react to it. And it sounds exactly. like you're getting ready to tackle some stuff that's going to get some controversy. And I like that, especially that, taking it to the black like. church. That's what we like. Oh, absolutely. Especially in the black church. Then no one has her going to run for mayor. Oh, she may not win, but at least it creates the awareness. Mm, you know, it's a different day. It's a new day. It's the same thing as they didn't want us to be black. You know, it's the same thing we're going through here today with our voter suppression, trying to keep us from voting. Yeah. So there's different type issues that we're going to be dealing with. Well, I'll tell you this. I know that you didn't have a choice about being black, and I'm glad that uh, that you are. Well, listen to me. I'm trying with COVID. I'm trying to stay safe. I'm trying to stay home. I'm trying to stay woke, and I'm trying to stay black. And people say, yeah, 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 I got nothing. Can't do nothing but the last one. So I am a little. George, you know I love you, man. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it because my love for you does not require your permission. I'm George Wallace. What's <laughs> part? Yes, sir. George, thank you, bro. Thank you much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Russ Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and let everyone in your circle know about the Russ Podcast. We'll be dropping Russ's rants occasionally, so make sure you check that out. And a new episode each week. Check me out during the weekday mornings on the Russ Parr Morning Show, syndicated nationally. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Russ Parr Show. Thanks again, y'all.